This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Welcome to the Liberator Podcast. My name is Jeremy Kubitschek, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and business partner, Steve Cockrum, the pioneer. Steve, where are you at today? I'm very, very well, Jeremy, and uh, actually looking at you across the table today as we are in one of the most, if not the greatest state in the Union, Oklahoma. That's right. There was a song by that. Can you want to sing it for us? I don't know it, but go on. Share it with us. How does it go? Oh, yeah. That's right. Oklahoma, (laughs) where the wind comes sweeping down the plains. And it was certainly sweeping down yesterday. It was freezing. It was. It's very, very cold right now. And you haven't haven't heated the pool. I brought my trunks. I know. I know. And it's like 38 degrees. But the fun part is that we're doing our annual strategic planning. We've got all types of things we're going through. We're doing it together. We try to get together on a rhythmic basis so we can really uh, go deep into the giant world mm. and what's so fun about that is we're doing that and we're coming to you to talk to you today about really the end of the year and how do you do end of year planning how do you think about tomorrow about the future and what's the process in that but uh, uh you, before we get there steve you got any banter anything that you want to talk <laughs> about I mean, we've got world issues we already had the presidential election we talked about that and he seems to be doing okay at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Apart from annoying the Chinese over Taiwan. And right, yeah. He's saved a thousand jobs in Omaha. Yeah, he can be a, a probably very annoying. It's probably going to be really a fun uh, next four <laughs> years for sure. Well, anyone who's got stocks should be loving Trump already because apparently the uh, it's going to go through 20,000 today. So Unbelievable. So yeah, there's lots of uh, world things going on. Absolutely. And then, uh, so let, let me ask you this, Steve, before we get into the specifics. Uh, so when you think of your... Uh, think of your year, mm-hmm. what words would you give it? Was this a great year, good year? Is this a, um, how, do you, how do you think about your year? As it, this, is, this is always where, this, this listeners will be Jeremy's favorite podcast because this is where he is amazingly intentional and I by nature am accidental. So even though I'm thinking about my words, has it been a good year? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a really good year. If you want me to drill down why it's been a really good year, which I suspect is your next question, um, I'm very purpose-driven in what I do, so I tend to think through the lens first of what's been growing um, in what we lead, um, and how are the relationships that I have within that world. So, have I been an agent of liberation? I think we we try really hard in our review to say that liberation is our metric of success, and that if we continue to do that on a regular basis then basically well, the business usually takes care of itself. So have I been a liberator in people's lives? Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, different circles of influence, probably I've been more effective, but I would say that there would be stories this year of difference and liberation in people's lives. So. Yeah, and I've watched it, I've observed it as well. So, so the reason I ask that question, because I'm asking the question of you, the listener, mm. uh, has it been a good year? Uh, I believe personally, I, I'm a history buff, I love, to, I love biographies, I love to look backwards in order to look forward. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that if you really want to think about tomorrow, then you have to understand your past and your, your today. And I don't think people take enough time to actually plan appropriately. In fact, we've got a, um, a blog that comes out and we do it every year. And it's our giant, uh, basically our giant annual uh, review of the year, our, our New Year's planning mm-hmm. uh, process. And 
in it, we list all types of activities and things that you can do. And for me, I know I get really excited. This might sound really, really nerdy, but I look at the year and I go through the entire calendar and I do certain things every single year. And it takes me one entire day to do it and I have to get psyched up for it. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what I do. Come on, this is good. I'm okay. taking notes. So what, what I do is I actually go through my entire calendar uh, week by week. And I do it on a weekly basis. And I make lists. And I make a list of who who should I, who am I glad I met with? Like that was a great meeting. Was I that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're, that's good. That's good. Okay, fine. Yeah, then I have the other list on the other end of the spectrum, which is like, why did I meet with that person? Yeah. And then I have a middle section that was kind of like, eh, probably would have done it again don't know yet because your connector tendencies mean you'll have a tendency to meet anyone who invites you out and I say yes to everyone unfortunately uh, uh, historically yes but I'm getting more and more mature and better and better and better so what happens is I make that list mm. it helps me when I start saying yes or no in the next year yeah. so by looking at the list I then go through it and go what was I thinking and I take those people off I'm a, so then what I do is I take all of my time and I put next to the name, I put if it was a 30 minute meeting or an hour or two hours or whatever, I add all of those up and I look at all of the time that I spent with people. So it's through wow. the year. So it, then it, it's just a metric of how much time and I divide it by, you know, how many work week versus the entire week. Then I take my travel days. Now this would be, cause you just got, um, Steve just received this diamond notification Boom. from Delta Airlines. <laughs> it was like a Christmas present. He was like, yes, I made it. I said, so do you you like being away from your family that much? That seems great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only platinum. I'm actually jealous because I'm I'm about a quarter of a way yeah. and I won't make it this year no. to diamond. No, so, um, I will. I will kind of maybe throw you a prawn sandwich out of my VIP booth <laughs> <laughs> and my business class upgrades that I get complimentary next year. So yes, you know, yes. um, I might even share them with you if you get. Bless you. That's so good. So um, <laughs> anyway, the the fun part though is for me, I look at all the travel dates, mm. and then that number is significant, especially for those of you that travel. For me, I travel a lot. Um, you know, Steve travels a lot, so we have to then look at our our travel days and go, every single trip I went on, I do the same thing. Would I do that trip again? Could I have sent someone else in that spot? Yeah, that's good. It helps me then when planning for next year. And I'm, I'm getting better and better and better. Now I failed this last quarter. I started saying yes to almost everybody and I about killed myself and my wife is not very excited <laughs> at all. Uh, so we're having loads of conversations about next year. She's thinking of adopting a more European approach to vacations next year. That's right, yeah. Because you should have watched the blood drain from the face of Jeremy and Mike when I said, on average, I have 12 weeks off a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, very European of you, that's good. Um, you, so you've at least managed days. to respond to that without anger now, which I like. It's good. You had how many weeks off? <laughs> well, I, I actually am going, well, what would that look like? So we're yeah. actually now yeah. in the process of looking at our time, Kelly and I, my wife and I, and we're now starting to map out. So we're going to spend part of my day, I'm going to spend calendar yeah. uh, training. So talk about a little bit, by the way, on what you do, yep. Steve, when you look at your calendar for the rest of the year, how do you schedule yeah. rest into your world? Um, I'm... I think the thing is, because I know as well, my tendency is to work and I love travel. And I think over the years of just, the principle we always try to apply is this, is if you don't put rest and vacation in first, it will never appear miraculously by accident as the year progresses, particularly as people can fill up your calendar. So what we say to people is, 
put in the big breaks that you're going to have. So when is your time away? When are you with the kids? When are you going on vacation? And block those times and preserve them as you know, as if it's sacrosanct and you can't move. Because what you'll find is most of us now live by the law of the calendar. So if somebody says, are you available? And there's nothing in your outlook or calendar, you'll go in theory, yes, I am available. If you've got something blocked across which says uh, family week, vacation week, even writing week or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be nothing. But I put all those weeks in first, which is where I get my 12 weeks from. Because in England, we have like school and I find the family have grace in my travel because they know when it comes to their holiday, I will be physically available. doesn't mean I don't do any work, but it means I'm not traveling and I'm probably not having meetings in that time. So there's a phrase I like, Graham Cooks uses, using rest as a weapon. Yeah. So and by doing that, now you've got, you're working, what's your phrase you work from? So basically, kind of the, we work from rest, not rest from work. There's a big difference. Americans are the most highly driven work-orientated culture in the world, and part of me loves you for it. But what you'll find is for most Americans, to burn out is actually far more honorable than be perceived as in any way being lazy. So in some ways, it's like, oh, they're off with mental exhaustion or physical burnout. Well, that's okay, because they've been working hard. (laughs) The thought they might be having extra vacation is almost like, well, they're really not committed at all to this process. So somewhere between the two and my Scandinavian friends that have an out-of-office reply, usually about July the 1st, which is, I have gone to the mountains of my cabin, that's my (laughs) scan, and and I'm out of the office, I'll reply to your email on September the 7th. So somewhere between <laughs> that I'm out for 10 weeks, don't expect to reply, and the American, which is, you know, I'm on vacation, but probably means the Same email. The email I'm, I'm taking a whole two days off with my family. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so what you do is you do spectacular yeah. vacation, yeah. and then basically you have an itinerary every day, which is, hey, we did Europe in a week, mm-hmm. which is utterly exhausting, but it, it kind of makes you feel like you've done something good. So That's great. And <laughs> the, the words that we use often is in the words intentional versus accidental. Yeah. So what I'm suggesting here by doing this is now you're you're using you're being intentional at the end of the year. I mean, most people will have time off anyway. Most people will waste that time because mm. they don't know how to. They don't have watching shift. football and eating too much food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they spend all this time like work, 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 and then they just chill. But it becomes like overwork or lazy. Yeah. What I'm suggesting is that you take some time, one hour, three hours, half day, a full day, like me, and go. I'm gonna take my entire calendar. I'm gonna look at my calendar. I'm going to look at my relationships. I'm going to start planning things I want in the future. Mm-hmm. So one of our, our tools that we use that we think would be really helpful for this dialogue is called the five circles of influence. So Steve, why don't you explain what the five circles of influence are, and then I'll weave in the end of your Fantastic. Planning. So if you think of concentric circles emanating outwards, the inner circle we call the self. Um, the next circle is family or friends, then team, then um, organization, then finally community. And in our understanding of basically how influence works is the greatest return on investment happens when you see transformation in that inner circle, in self-awareness, self-leadership and what that means. And so what you find is then if you work on yourself and if you see transformation there, the impact or return on investment is felt by your family and friends, it's felt by your team, it's felt by your organization, felt by community. But the word which you've added, which... I think is amazing, which is to go, it's so easy to be accidental in self-leadership, it's easy to be accidental in family, it's easy to be accidental in team, and our experience is, it's a little bit like the poor young boy who's trying to put his fingers in the dike, 
you know, you, there's an awful lot of holes. So you focus for a moment and go, I need to work, be intentional with my family. And then you go, oh, my team, my organization. So we're, we're sharing this really as an aid, not because we've solved it, but because it at least gives a lens to understand where should I invest first to get the greatest return on investment? Because the place that is the most urgent isn't always the place which delivers the longest term return on investment. Absolutely. So if you think of, now making this into your end of year planning mm. and future planning uh, for me i'll just it, it's so important to start with self yeah because if you're not uh comfortable with, you can't give what you don't possess yes. so you have to be at the point where you're intentional with yourself so here's what happened with me in the last few weeks um i had a, a friend I, one of our core groups that i was leading i was leading some of our um some amazing people through a, a, the last year and a half two years we meet every two weeks and in this core group, the giant process, I asked the question, what's going right? What's the best thing that happened in this year? And one of my core group members, he said, the best thing I've ever done in my entire life was the Whole30 diet. And I've lost 25 pounds. I feel so much better about myself. And I'm listening to all this as I already felt a little bit bloated. <laughs> I, I couldn't totally see my shoes. Um, you know, and I, and I've come off of a travel you mean, trip. You mean I've got to stop eating this chocolate I'm eating right now? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I thought, okay, tell me more. That's interesting. He lost 25 pounds. And he said, it wasn't about the weight. It was about the psychology. Mm. So a lot of people, you know, the end of year and future, they get through the holidays and they start thinking about... Join the gym. I'm going to join the gym. I'm going to lose... But it's bigger than that. I mean, it's bigger than just the goals. Mm. It's actually looking at your uh, yourself and going, okay, who do I want to be? Mm. Well, for me, it was like, I've got to get control mm. over what I'm eating mm. and just the health component. So we instituted, we're on our third week of the Whole30. I've had probably one cheat day, one and a half. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a bad influence on you. <laughs> That's a, I, won't, I won't say that, but anyway. <laughs> but what happened though is psychologically, my self circle mm. has actually started to shift. Meaning, it, I felt foggy by the way I was viewing myself, whether it would be heartburn mm. or felt, or yeah. Yeah. I felt bad about, or I shouldn't. And now I'm actually retraining myself on how I eat. Awesome. Now, by doing that, it, it triggers uh, Kelly and I in our relationship, it triggers the way I view mm. other things. It's just psychological. Spiritual, emotional, all those things put together. So that could be one example of something that you might do for yourself to go, I'm going to be intentional about what I eat this year. I'm going to have a plan for it mm. versus accidental, which is where I've been all year. I've been accidental. Like, yeah, yeah, I should do something. But right now, hey, you drink and for, the, and for those of you out there who are NPs in uh, our Jungian type languages, we oscillate constantly between the next big idea and it's that consistency. That's why we love and admire you Jays out there because your capacity to stay at plans is so much better. So I'm proud of you for doing it. You're looking like a supermodel already and I can hardly wait until, you know, I can see you almost as like a male Victoria's Secret in Paris next year. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny is that I have, I didn't know that I actually, I actually have part of a six pack. Do you? I, I saw one. Come on. So I have a one pack right now. <laughs> I've got a 12 pack. But I have to, <laughs> but I have to really search for yeah, it so right. I can find it. Uh, anyway, so that it's an example though to be intentional and then you start looking at your family. And you, so the end of your planning looks and doesn't beat yourself up. Yeah, it's good. You're a loser. You're, but to be intentional means I'm going to be a liberator. Yeah. So if I'm a liberator for myself, 
I'm going to fight for my highest possible good. Yeah. So I'm going to fight for my highest possible good. My highest possible good for me personally, mm -hmm. Jeremy, was to eat in this way, which then has caused me a ripple effect. Yeah. Okay. So then, if you carry that out and go, now how do I fight for the highest possible good of my family for this next season? That's what a liberator does. How do I fight for the highest possible good of my team in 2017, my organization, and my community? Yeah. That could should yield to lots of activities. Where you are able to review and go, you know what? I think I'm done with that. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this out of my life. Yeah. Um, and it may also remind you of who you really are. You're gonna call yourself up and say, "This is who I am. Why am I acting down here? Mm. I'm done with this. This is not healthy, not helpful whatsoever." So that's an example uh, of what you'll be receiving if you want the giant yeah, year-end review and kind of the annual um, planning that we're trying to make it more than just goal setting. We want it to make it where you're actually learning how to fight for the highest possibility of yourself and being intentional in the process. The great news about this podcast, Jeremy, is you're now accountable for this constant change in your eating habits. So when we review next year, I'll barely be able to see you or you'll have a six pack forever. You just said whole 30. Did it, so okay. 30 days. And then oh, okay, then you're done. Now yeah. that's a great plan. That's <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the last thing I'll say, some of, the, some of the things you could do if you want uh, for planning for the, for the next year. We've got a friend, uh, John Gordon, who wrote a book uh, basically on one word. You can find one word create or, or create a theme. I don't necessarily like one word. I like to have like a, a phrase. Mm. What's my phrase or theme gonna, going to be for next year? So having something that's motivational, right? Um, looking at, at your family and then having a plan and say, hey, is there a phrase for each of the family or an initiative to be influential, or, or sorry, intentional? It doesn't have to be this long. I think, I think you know, I mean, like Helen, we've already talked about the idea. She said, do you know it'd be so good? I mean, I think things happen in your life. So we've had a couple of out-of-time deaths. You know, someone who's only 46 died, which is the same age as me, which is pretty sobering. And others of our friends have had heart attacks and, and things like that. And I think what it does is it forces you to ask, am I being as intentional as I could be with the life that I have? I don't know how long we have left. And it was really good to say, let's sit down and review. Because our observation is that the busier you get, yeah. in sometimes you tend to become reactive. You tend to become almost accidental. And it's sometimes good just to sit down and go, okay, what are our, what are our hopes for 2017? Yeah. What are the things we'd love to see happen? What are the things, how do we do? And I think kind of to do that with your spouse after you've done it with yourself or even yeah. to do it together is a really kind of helpful thing. What's our, you know, what's our hope for our children? I mean, is he's going to be 17 in April? How on earth did that happen? What are we doing for each of the people that we feel responsible for? So y y your point is well made is you have to be a liberator for yourself in order to be a liberator for others. But almost take the time in the team to think, what is it my team need in 2017? What are my hopes and dreams for them, what type of leader do I want to be for them? Um, that's why we love that kind of structure, almost, of the five circles of influence. It just, it gives you to go, almost like the, the, the stone dropping into the pond. What needs to happen in me that I see a return on investment in my family and friends, in my team, my organization, my community? So, yeah, get that blog post and work it through. Um, I will try my very, very best to work my way through it as well. And you can hold me accountable to that in the uh, podcast when we come to January, February. Well, I have one last thing, and this is just a challenge uh, for anyone listening who really wants to get to another level. Uh, my challenge for you in 2017 would be find, make a list of one to three people that you need reconciliation with. 
mm-hmm. uh, that you that something's not right. It's just been off, and you're going to be intentional to be a liberator, where you're going to work to serve, support, and also get to the place where you have a healthy challenge or conversation, where you you might. And some of you, by the way, you're like, no way. There's no way this would work with this family member. I get it. Uh, I just had someone who called me out of blue, and basically it was an old friend that for whatever reason we disconnected and he called to apologize. And it was powerful because he basically wanted to be reconciled and he needed a friend and he just asked forgiveness for, and it was little stuff. But I'm like, absolutely. And it was just a restoration. The more that you have of that, the more at peace you are, the more at peace you are, the more you can be intentional, the more you can hustle, the more you can be healthy and run as a leader. So my, my question for you or my challenge would be, who are the one to three people in your life um, that, that you might have a, uh, you, you need a plan to communicate something that needs to be resolved, uh, restored, healed, whatever, and, and go for it in the new, in the new year. But that's extra credit like, <laughs> based on everything else. No, I like it though. It's good. So, and, and you never know, you know, by putting this out here for you all, for those who are listening, um, you just never know what would happen by being intentional. I, I think if, if you can hear one thing we're trying to get to is today, is give up being accidental. Stop the accidental living. When you become intentional, it changes everything. You look at people differently, you look at situations differently, you act differently, you lead differently, mm-hmm. and it's much harder to live intentionally. But the results are much better, and the lifestyle that comes from it is much, much more rich. So, any last thoughts from you, Steve-O? I think that I've. I think the the intentional accidental is to understand that it's not a level playing field. So in the sense, to be intentional is an uphill journey. And there is a permanent incline in intentionality. The moment you stop being intentional, you don't just stop where you are. You actually begin to fall back because the gravitational pull of our world, of our personalities and our wiring, is usually towards accidental. Not because we choose to, but because we don't choose to be intentional. And there's all kinds of things which kind of get thrown along the way as we try and do that. Things happen in our lives. We get tired. We get sick. We travel. Rhythms get out of line. But that's the reason why that word intentional, I think, is so significant in our lives and has been the reason why we schedule time like we're doing at the moment to actually be intentional and review what the business is actually doing, what it is we want to do going into the new year. Um, But it's an investment and it's an intentional investment. So that's your challenge, that's your opportunity. Uh, I, would, I would encourage all of you to create one day in the calendar or a uh, time in the calendar. Go ahead and put it on the calendar now, and that's your review time. Uh, I also tell you, make it full of ambiance where you crank up the Christmas tunes or your favorite tunes that you like. Get some, some hot coffee or something that would get you in the mood. Take a journal, uh, go on a walk, process it, whatever you do for you and again you can use our guide to the new year uh, as always you can find resources at giantworldwide.com uh, if you ever want Steve and I to, to come and speak to any of your organizations we do that as well we have a speakers bureau we have a team that does that you can go to jeremykubachuk.com or stevecoffin.com and uh, find out details there but we're, we're for you we're hoping that you have an unbelievable end of year as you get ready for 2017 let's do it right let's be intentional Thanks so much. Have a good day. Goodbye. 
Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at giantworldwide.com.